episode 115 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. It's been a minute, but we're back and there's plenty that's been happening over the last month or so. We'll cover all the action from another record-breaking weekend in Valencia. We'll do our best to recap our training over the past few weeks and maybe discuss what's to come from the podcast this year. But for all of that, in a month where a remote Welsh island is offering a couple 11.44 an hour to live and work on it, let me welcome to the show our favourite 218 marathon runner, who's earning probably at least treble that rate to abandon his Welsh lands and live and train in Spain instead. How's the Spanish son, Joshua? Firstly, I've not run 218 for marathon. I've run 217.59. Yeah, I rounded up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I was a little bit ill, but um, I'm back fighting fit. Back with a new haircut. Yeah, do you like it? Um, I mean, you've got a very short cut and a very good tan line on the front of it where your hair used to be. I love it, John. You're a fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan, mate. Love it. Aaron, yeah. needs to work, get Aaron to shave his head next. Yeah. I mean, I haven't got problems with receding hairline, boys, so I don't need to be just like you two yet. But as he just spoke, let's welcome my other co-host this evening, who, instead of earning 11.44 an hour, is probably in deficit. 11.44 an hour by choosing to live, study and work in Lincolnshire. How's life in the windy city, Shane? Yeah, it's not not too windy today, but yeah, always living a deficit up here. <laughs> Love it. It's what gives us character. So it's been a good few weeks since we last recorded. I actually can't That's... remember when we last recorded, to be honest with you boys, just before Christmas. I think the best thing to do, let's go to you first, Josh. You've been, let's be honest, you've been doing the running. Um why don't you give us a brief update of where you, what you've been up to for the last few weeks and then maybe cover last week in a bit more depth. Yeah, and, and firstly, I was as worried as the listeners because I thought you two had also passed away. <laughs> there, we are, there was very much radio silence in the WhatsApp group of when we were recording. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so I came out to Spain on the 27th. Um <laughs> So I went away for Christmas and I was in the peaks. Uh, so I had quite a few nice little runs out there, very hilly. Um, and I even hilly for my hilly runs. It was, yeah, pretty, pretty relentless. So um, I quite saw quads for pretty much the duration of the journey. But yeah, nice, nice to get back. Um, so I'm tra- staying at uh, Stu Spencer's train in Spain. Um, so yeah, we've got a few different people sort of uh, staying with me over over the sort of period so at the moment we've got josh griffiths here and charlie brisley um so yes yeah, good good to have a little bit of company then there's yeah a few other people sort of staying around so that's kind of um yeah basically what i, I sort of came out here and then just been sort of running pretty much and working should we go when when should we go back to um let's just go to monday last week so was that the what Mon- monday last week probably not a great start um because Basically, I think I'm pretty confident I got either COVID or a chest infection. I think probably COVID. Because um, on, let me find. So I did, on the 2nd of January, I did 16 miles with Stu. And um, 
I, I kind of finished and I had a bit of a sort of, you know, when you get that like achy back, I had that feeling. And I thought, oh, didn't really think much of it. I thought just done 16 miles probably from that. Then the day after, I felt a bit achy in my calves. And it's exactly the same feeling I had in Flagstaff and I had COVID. I didn't, still didn't really think it was COVID. I just thought I was a bit tired. And then I started to get a cough. And I woke up that evening and I thought I'd pissed myself, which I'm pretty confident I hadn't. But my bed was very, very wet. And I, yeah, I was I was not in a good place. So I was meant to have a um, pretty decent session that morning. And I ended up not doing it. Um, and then I was, I mean, knowing whether to run the day after, just to sort of try and run easy. And I felt really, really bad again. So I didn't. Um, I then ran on the 6th, which was the Saturday. And I was going to do sort of four to six miles. And I, I ended up doing three, just over three. And I actually stopped and walked home because my chest was just really quite tight. Uh, so then I managed four miles on the Sunday and then I did eight. So then this brings us to the Monday. So I did eight miles, six thirty threes, and I felt a lot better. The only real thing I had was sort of a cough and quite phlegmy. Then on the Tuesday, I did 10 miles with Josh. Um, I was 6.06s, so I wanted to run a little bit quicker just to sort of see how my legs were. Because basically, I was a little bit panicky. Like, if I had too much time off, I would probably bin off Seville. Um, because I missed a session when I was travelling, and then I ended up missing that Thursday and Sunday session. And I was like, oh. And I, I'm pretty good at overthinking stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so I did some strides after that Tuesday run. Then on the Wednesday, I did 14. I was 5.58s. And then I thought, okay, so Rob sort of said, if that's okay, then let's try a session. So um, Wait, you, I did. You did an 80 14, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Nice and easy. I what agree. Last, what are the last two miles, Josh? Uh, I don't actually know. I've got them. Uh, Wait, don't worry. Uh, last, let's, let's go the last five miles. So last five miles were 547, 542, 548. 533, 531. Yeah, clipping down. Nice and easy. But the thing is, I actually, that doesn't, it does feel reasonably easy. I, I think in the minute I'm in, like, I'm in very, very aerobic. I think I'm missing that top end stuff from the sessions. But runs like that, I mean, they don't feel hard. Um, what about so the day after, Sorry? What about steady? Yeah, I mean, probably the last few miles are probably getting steady, but. Overall, I'd say it's probably well, actually, easy. To be fair, no, no, to be fair, when we come to <laughs> later in the week, um, recovery run at 5.10, then 5, I suppose, yeah, 5 minute mileage should be easy, shouldn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So Thursday, I did uh, sort of a mini session. So I did three mile warm up and then I did six by K on K off. Um, and... I basically sort of Rob sort of said start a bit slower because um, we didn't really sort of prescribe paces, uh, and he sort of said if you can get sort of get down to what we'd normally do in these sessions, then that would be good. So normally we'd probably aim for like three oh nine to three eleven on the ons, and three twenty two sorry three twenty one to three twenty three on the offs. Um, so I started at like three fifteen on the ons. I don't have the splits here, and you might have to help me out. Um, to make it. Yeah, if you've got the if oh, you've got the laps. Uh you went three thirty, three fifteen. 
35, 14, 31, 12, 26, 04, 23, 03, 24, 3 flat. Yeah. So um, the other thing as well, I've started wearing my Rebels a lot more. So I'm trying to not wear my carbon shoes unless it's like really meaty sessions. So I wore them for that. Um, so I was pretty pleased the last three sort of ons. They were, like for me, that's, that's not too bad. Um, I didn't feel sort of too chesty. Like I was, the problem is, I don't know if you've had this before, you get caught in like a coughing cycle and it's hard to get out of it. So I probably have one or two of them, but um, nothing too bad, I think. Uh, so then that was to give me a little bit of confidence. On the Friday, I texted her because Dowie Griffiths just got here. So me and Josh went out to run with him. So I texted him and said, sort of, do you want to do 10 mile recovery? And he was like, yeah, perfect. I didn't really appreciate how fast Dowie wanted probably runs. So when Josh was with us for the first four, it was reasonably civilized. And then we did start picking up a little bit. And I'll be honest. To, for me to drop off on an easy run would take quite a lot, sort of, uh, what's the word? Basically, I'd rather die than say this is too fast. So we did get rolling. Um, so we ended up averaging 5.58s, but we got down to 5.14s. Um, and I, I actually didn't realise how fast that was until I uploaded the run. And Josh was in the car and he was like, for fuck's sake. He was like, I left you for six miles. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I felt pretty good, so I, I wasn't so bothered, to be honest. Then Saturday, uh, I did 12 miles. I kind of with Josh a little bit, because um, he wanted to run a little, he wanted to start a little bit slower. So we did sort of six miles out on the river, six miles back. Um, and I was, yeah, 12 miles, 552s. It was a bit of a breeze on the way out, and then sort of a bit of a tailwind on the way back. So um, that, was, that was quite a nice last few miles. And then... Sunday so Sunday was one of the sort of the real meaty sessions and to be honest it's a bit of a disaster um so just four miles easy at the start and then it's eight miles marathon pace one mile threshold four miles marathon pace one mile threshold two miles marathon pace four miles easy um so I mean I think the thing with this is you need to fuel and considering I'd given someone else I'm not going to name names, but they'll they'll know when they listen. I had biked with someone else earlier in the week, and they're not running because they've got a bit of an injury at the minute. I thought they might help me out and bike for me. You mean um, good old boss Raiden? Yeah, yeah, maybe might have been him, might have been him. Yeah. So he he did a bike for me, which would have been very helpful. But I um, so I had to leave a bottle out at seven miles, and I had another bottle at sixteen, um, and I took a gel on so. The first four miles, fine. Like, I when I did this last year, I remember I did it with Ben Connor. And both of us felt pretty horrific for the first probably 12 miles. Until you get to that first threshold, really. Um, so, yeah, the first four... Um, I can get this on my Garmin for the splits. Um, yeah, fine. So, yeah, I mean, the first four uh, were fine. And then on the eight miles i started i felt okay and i was kind of running for effort and i to be honest i wanted to run similar to what i ran last year i'm probably not as fit as when i did it last year but um i thought well i'll, I'll try and aim for it anyway so i was kind of thinking five eights to five tens then i think the first sort of six miles of that eight probably were about that maybe yeah. five miles of it i think you're one two three yeah five miles at five ten 
but what I didn't realize is the first four of those were with the wind. Um, I mean, it wasn't windy, but it was enough to really notice it. Um, certainly on the not on the way out as much, but on the way back. When I flipped, I was like, "Oh, this is probably not ideal." But I didn't realize how slow I was actually running. So the, I think five, six, and seven—sorry, six, seven, eight—were like five eighteens. Yeah. Um. So I'd taken a gel six miles into that eight miles. And I hadn't taken it with any drink. I'd just taken it straight because it was in my shorts. I stopped. I had to stop for a car about 100 metres into that threshold mile. Um, I just chundered. Literally chundered on the spot. Um, you know, Aaron, when we did, when I took that gel the first time we did that long run on yeah. near Cambridge, it was literally like that. And I was like, I almost just stopped. I was like, this is really not ideal. Um, so I gave myself like a minute and I was like, okay, if I don't do this session, I'm probably just going to bin Seville off. So I was like, I'm going to carry on and I'll see. Um, and I actually ended up running 4.59 for the rest, like that mile. I like, don't get me wrong, I missed the first bit of it. And um, yeah, I'd obviously had a, like a minute recovery, but I'd obviously recovered from being sick. So I was like, okay, well, this isn't a disaster. Like, I can carry this on. Um, and then I felt all right starting that four mile. Because to be honest, I found when I do this session, this is a little bit weird, but I was sort of saying it to Josh. I almost see the threshold miles as recovery because they're not the worst bit. The worst bit's the sustained marathon effort. Um, so I was almost wanting to get to those threshold miles. I don't know, it sounds weird. You are but until you do it. No, until you do it. I know. Honestly, uh, even if I did it. You do it. It's I can guarantee you a mile at threshold isn't isn't recovery. I know, I know that's what you did on your. No, 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 I know. But you feel so much better than the sustained marathon effort. Honestly, Ben Connor said exactly the same thing. Um, speak for yourselves. <laughs> so anyway, so on that four mile bit, I was like, I felt okay for the first two or three, and then I really, really started to feel like I had no fuel in me. Um. And when I flipped, so I had the wind sort of in my face a little bit again. And it was literally like someone had turned the lights off. Like I was not there. Um, and then I was thinking, well, just get to this threshold mile. And I, I like I can, I can sort of survive. And I, I ran the first probably half of that threshold mile. Uh, but so bearing in mind, I've slowed a lot already at this point. Because I think the first three of the four were five, ten, five twelves probably. Um and then I think I was down to like sort of 518 again. Um, and then, yeah, that second threshold mile. So the first half of it, I was like, this is all right. Like five, three, five, five, something like that. And then I averaged for that mile, I ran 514. So I was just completely KO'd. And when I flipped, I was like, oh my God, it's like I can barely run. And I, the thing was as well, I was sick again um, at the end of that threshold mile. So then the two miles back were just horrific. And you know when you like just got that death shuffle, you feel like you're barely moving. I had that. Um, so I think the last two miles were like 525s. So yeah, not pleasant. And then, I, do you know what? I actually didn't feel horrific on the the miles at the end, but I was running, I did three miles with Josh and he was like, do not do another mile because I looked like death apparently. So yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. I was I was kind of on suicide watch for the rest of the day. Um, I suppose... Um... The three miles at the end at sort of six fifteen pace. That's like shakeout pace. So you know. Do you know what? Uh, the funny thing is with with where because I wore vapor flies, 
they feel so so bad at like six minute miling like so bad um but yeah i was uh, i was just annoyed really um and i sort of said to rob i was like realistically like is it worth doing seville um and he was like don't make rational like irrational decisions off one session so yeah we're gonna give it a bit of probably another week or two um and then decide but that's what kind are you of where i am five weeks out uh i think uh i don't even know maybe four five or four it must be five five last on sunday five yesterday yeah so i'm gonna do santa polo this weekend but because i kind of missed a few sessions i'm not going to taper for it and i'm actually going to do it as a bit of a session and then as so basically the i think the plan is going to be do 10 miles at marathon pace or marathon effort and then try and run as hard as i can for the last three miles if that goes disastrously then i probably won't do seville if it goes all right i will do seville How how are you going to judge the ten mile? well i'm going to run sort of roughly what i want to run at seville if that feels too hard or then i won't do seville Which is what five tens. yeah probably around that I don't even know what that equates to anymore. I can't. no I mean either Like two fifteen, maybe. <laughs> yeah around that i would say probably 508s to 510s would probably be the what i'd want to run and then i mean if if i can't pick up off that it's probably not the end of the world but if i get slower then yeah that's disaster Good, good. So what well, it's a nine mile week anyway, so you you're back after after sickness. I imagine you know, there's a fair bit of residual fatigue from the illness in you and probably Yeah. being sick and having been sick, probably fueling issue on such a an intense long run like that. When you're burning all of that energy then going to threshold. I actually don't know if Shane's talking to us or somebody else, but if he's talking to us, he's not doing very well. He's busy eating a chow mein or something with chopsticks, multitasking this man. Leave it out. That was beans with a knife, actually. <laughs> I was going to say it's a bit too sophisticated for you. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. I think it's a good decision just to wait and see what you feel like next week. As you say, if you if you run five tens and can pick up quite easily, then. You know it's back on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you actually made a fair point to me yesterday. Like, I kind of almost disregarded the fact that I was ill a week before, um, because Yeah. I mean, I, I almost feel, feel. I mean, some other people might feel, think this as well, but you probably say it sounds stupid. But you almost think, or well, I definitely think I'm bulletproof at times, but probably, probably not. Yeah, but I think the other thing is you um. You were obviously ill because the fact you couldn't run means you're definitely ill. And then off the back of that illness, you've gone every single run finishing with like five thirties, which will just burn, you know, burn. Yeah, you won't you won't be recovering off it to then go into a hard session. I think it was just all of that combined. But yeah, so 67, 67 flat pace next week, pick up off that. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, right. I as Shane's eating his beans off a knife or whatever he's up to, um, I'll give a brief overview of where I've been at for the last few weeks, which will be brief because it hadn't been much. 
so I got over the illness just before Christmas and to be honest, I couldn't be bothered because it was so windy and wet over Christmas. When I got over the illness, I looked outside and had the chance to run. I couldn't think of anything worse to do solo runs in those conditions. And it's been, I mean, Josh has, Josh escaped at the right time. I think the day Josh escaped, the whole of Stamford was underwater. Was it, is it around then? I messaged you. To, to put it in context, I ran that morning in uh, in the peaks and my shoes were still wet the day after when I tried to run in Spain. Um, yeah. But also, listeners will now appreciate why we probably didn't record because you didn't run for two weeks. Um, yeah, but that's, that's happened before. The the old Gretford loop we'd been doing training on, that was fully underwater, like the whole village. So, yeah, it's been pretty pretty crazy around here. But that's cleared up now. Um, I've had a few starts at running, done a few miles here and there. Nothing consistent, to be honest with you. So let's go to last week. Um, I was in the office on Monday, so... Got out at lunchtime with Phil. Anyway, I did 42 minutes with Phil. So six miles, seven minute mile. Tuesday, I was in a in a meeting and I said to Phil the day before that I'd meet about one-ish. He messaged me while I was in the meeting to say it was going to be a bit early. So I wasn't sure if he'd left or not. I got changed and realised I hadn't got my shoes in my bag. So I'd sort of given up on, on running, but then realised... I did have some shoes in the car after all. So did manage to meet him and did 50 minutes, 702s. But both these runs, we had to loop round the Autons because Ferry Meadows was underwater still. And then I gave up on the week, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, I ran with Sam in the morning. I think we got out like quarter past seven, eight miles, seven tens. Little loop around Burley. Saturday, yeah, couldn't bother. Sunday did 13 miles at 6.57s, 90 minutes with Sam and Ben. Um, yeah, there was a couple of points on that run where if my watch didn't say under seven minute miles, I would have stopped because we felt like we were flying and it was about 6.55 pace. Um, so Josh worrying about only running five thirties at the end of an easy run. I've got a long way to, a long way to get yeah. Um anything else happened? I think I've decided that I need to be coached again. I think it's the only way I'm gonna be accountable is if I pay somebody to coach me because me coaching myself is not working because all I do is put it off and change my mind about seven times a day what I'm gonna do. So I couldn't agree more five hundred a month. Uh, four nine five. You've got deal. No, no deal. No. Okay. Anyway, Aaron, on that, on that, have you got any any ideas who you might make miserable coaching you? I have a few. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I put a few a few feelers out there, so we'll see what happens. Could you um, could you cope Could you cope on the Bob project? No, absolutely not. <laughs> if he just dropped in a 16-week plan, the same as yours, for me to get to Copenhagen. And in five weeks' time, I've got your session you did last week. I'd be in trouble. 
Imagine me yeah. messaging him. I've just, just been for a recovery run, uh, Rob. <laughs> 7.45 pace. Okay. What else we got? Uh, I had a scan. Jenny had a scan over Christmas. I'm a boy. So I think there'll be a young Paul Dickoff <laughs> gracing the fields of Stamford in a few years' time. If you don't know who Paul Dickoff is, he's an annoying little man. So, um, oh, I thought that that was his joke name. Paul Dickoff. Paul Dickoff. Yeah. Yeah. Little name you're. That's an unfortunate name. Erin, how does Eliza feel that um, you're basically going to ignore her when you have a baby boy? Well, she doesn't listen to a word I say anymore, as you witnessed before. So, um, I don't think it'll make a blind bit different, to be honest. So, she's all good. 16 weeks to Copenhagen, Shane. That's all we need to worry about. I'm entered. Well, I think that's all I've got for you boys. Not much else has happened, really. Christmas. And, yeah, eating a bit too much. Cleaned out the garage. So, oh, I did a gym session last week. Did you? Yeah. It was painful the next day. Oh, I did that Friday. So that's why I didn't run Saturday. I hurt. Shane, what have you been up to? Well, um, I similarly haven't done a huge amount. So, um, but I've started back basically uh, these last two weeks. So I've had 255-ish mile weeks. So um, before then, I'd, I'd had... I think when we when we stopped recording, I think I'd had total about four weeks off running or maybe three and a bit, whatever. Um, and then around, over Christmas, I was very conscious I needed to get back on it if I want to do Copenhagen Marathon, which was the goal. Um, I did a session on the Wednesday after Christmas. I was meant to do 50 minutes at about 5.50 pace. Um, I had to split it up into a 15-minute 10 minute, 10 minute and eight minute section. I was like, oh shit. Um, so I'm very, 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 very out of shape. Um, but it's what I do best. So I might as well just reel through last week. Um, Monday, did an hour, uh, eight and a half miles-ish, plus some hill sprints afterwards. So we did uh, eight times 15 second hills. Did that with Tom, uh, battered him. He's well slow on hills. Uh, Tuesday, I did an hour, uh, eight and a bit miles. Don't know what pace that was. The 7.23 pace. My heart rates are pretty high for these at the minute, but it's as expected. Um, Wednesday, I didn't run. Now, I had, last week, a piece of coursework due in on Thursday at 12 noon. So Wednesday, I spent at my desk and didn't go to bed at all. So that was pretty rough. Um, and the Thursday before, I also had a, another piece of coursework in. So I'm proud of myself for making it through these two weeks without just thinking, nah, I'm just not going to run at all. Um, but I was also quite conscious every time I sit at my desk and do a piece of coursework and don't sleep, I hurt myself. So I think I, I quite needed to get out and do the running. So I can't really call Wednesday a rest day, but it was a no run day. Um Thursday, got my paper submitted uh, within 90 seconds for the, before the deadline. So I'm sweating a little bit. So if working up a sweat counts as some exercise, then we'll throw that into my training. Um, for right, uh, our coaching session in the evening at Collingham, I was like, we had a road loop plan. So I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to do the session and it just makes me run. So the big plan was get to bed for half 12, get four, four and a half hours sleep, uh, wake up, go do the session. I got about 90 minutes sleep in total because the dogs kept waking me up. Um, but I did the session anyway and um, yeah, it went quite well. We had a loop that was maybe 750 meters, I don't know. Um, so we just did that as many times in 30 minutes with a minute rest. Um, and I didn't feel too bad, actually. Uh, oh, I also forgot to say the Saturday before, I wanted to know how out of shape I was. So I did uh, a local park run and it was basically perfect conditions. And I went 16.01 and I could barely breathe afterwards. Um, I've got work to do. But I ran about that sort of pace, I think, for these 800s. So uh, maybe a bit quicker. Uh 750, 800, whatever. I'm calling them 800s because I want to sound better than what I actually am. Um, and I hit the penultimate one quite hard because I could sort of feel my stitch coming on. I was like, sod it. I'm just going to push it and see what happens. And it was okay. Friday, um, I, when I'm out of shape, I like to try and run over an hour all the time because it, I get fitter much faster when I do that off of a lot of easy running. Um but Friday, I only managed just over 30 minutes because my belly hurt so much. Um, I just called it a day. Uh, Saturday, um, uh, I did some pacemaking at a, another park run at, uh, at Yarborough Park Run. Um, the run director organized that, uh, a friend and one of my clients. So for I'll help her out. And I was targeting, I was asked to pace for 18 minutes, which a week prior... I was giving no no promises. Um, actually felt pretty good. Um, managed to pace um, uh, a lad who runs 18 minutes with a buggy. So I'm just practicing for what you'll be doing in a few years, Aaron. Um, and he, he set a new PB. So bang on 18 minutes. All I can say is I'm a master pacemaker. Um, wait, 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 wait. He wanted eight, under 18 minutes? Well, he just wanted to run. I made him run 18 minutes, but... Why did you not make him run 17.59? Because that I've wasn't... Got, I've got to agree with him there. My job was 18 minutes. Oh, that's poor from you. No, like, not, better. not a chance. Get anyway, about under 18 I'm, minutes. I'm not responsible of people's sprints. I'm responsible of the job before that. How old's his child in the buggy? Um... I don't know kids' ages, so um, she was making noises the whole way around, which was quite entertaining for me. Um, she could say words, so anywhere between, what, one and ten? Two and three-ish, probably. There you go. But uh, I think, so what I've heard, you need if they're a bit heavier, it's a bit more beneficial, isn't it? Because it gives you a bit more... Um, you can lo launch them around the corners fast and they grip more. Yeah. Not in the Lincolnshire wind, it's not. Yeah. Anyway, your your Strava for the 5K split says 18.02. So even worse a job, to be honest. <laughs> Never trust Strava. So, um, yeah, anyway, I did that within a run. And again, this was, what, about 5.40? I mean, I was running wide. Um, so what, maybe about 5.45 pace? And it felt pretty comfortable in comparison to what that pace felt like the other week. 
but then when I check my heart rates, I still think that's that's higher than where my um my first threshold is. So yeah, um, pleased it felt better, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely out of shape. Sunday, uh, did an hour forty five, just easy. Uh, fifteen and a half miles. I think we averaged about five forty eights. Um, I felt like death after forty minutes, four forty minutes. Um, and meanwhile, we couldn't get Tom's draw off the front. Um, bearing in mind, I've just started running again. Ronnie's just started running again, and I'm probably in better shape than Ronnie. And uh, we had James with us as well, James Sharples, who's um, sort of like a 240-odd marathon man, if he gets it right. Um, Tom's out on the front, just starts dropping some 630s. Um, at an hour 20, I felt good again. I was like, fuck it, I'm going along with a ride. So uh, I also felt good doing some 630s, um, but I paid for that today. But anyway, that was my week, 56 miles, back on it. That is the worst finish I could ever imagine. It wasn't pleasant. <laughs> oh, so Shane's finished with a good 200-odd feet uphill in the last few miles. Where you gone? I've gone past the hospital. You've... You've tried to dampen the effect of the hill and not go up it all at once. So, at least you did that. Um, solid. So, road to Copenhagen begins now. Yeah, so I, I had a bit of a panic because I'd, obviously we'd, we'd been in the group and uh, seen a message from Carly that the um, the normal plate, like the it sold out basically. And I was like, Oh, it's fine. I'm I'm gonna try and get in on Elite B, so I'll be okay. Went on the entry anyway, and it said if the race is full, they can't guarantee. I was like, oh shit, I better get my entry in. So I did, and I got an email this morning accepting that. So I just need to actually enter. And then hopefully Copenhagen is on. I will I have every intention of doing it, but I will make an actual decision, I think, in February time, because if I'm not getting anywhere or if I I mean my problem before Christmas was I, I think I basically just burnt out, out or got close to it and that was causing all the issues so if, I, if I'm headed down that way again then I just I won't do it but I don't see why not I feel I do feel a hell of a lot more fresh um, I'm recovering actually overnight now I'm actually sleeping a lot better so all should be well I thought we were getting an HRV update then HRV's back in the green boys I think mine might be too. Um, right, let's go to some listener questions. I mean, most of the listener questions are on about the goals for the year. Let me just find one. Aaron, can I answer one quickly whilst I've got the answer? Because I was doing some research whilst you boys were just chatting. Is this from Steve Turner? What is the gender of Josh Lunn? <laughs> no, I don't know that one. Um, this is TW Morgan 88 has asked, what podcast is the Mixed Grill Marathon Workout? I've done some digging, and I think I'm pretty confident it's on episode 37. Oh, what what um episode? Yeah. The Mixed Grill. Well, that's a cloudy special, isn't it? It was a cloudy special. And for any listeners, I've got it here. It was, a, it was <laughs> three miles steady, six miles of marathon pace, two miles steady, 20 minutes worth of minute on, minute off. Two miles steady, four miles marathon pace, one mile steady. There yeah. I think that was Mag Magnus does that, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I don't I have no idea. David Forbes got a few. What's the 2024 race plan? 
get fit for a 10k half first and then a marathon are you boys ever going to finish marathon would you all agree you've overtrained shane just said he burnt out um i from what i exactly that's what i mean i think to be fair i think shane's stuff isn't running related i think yeah shane's biggest problem is not overtraining shane's biggest problem is under recovering or under sleeping I, I don't None think of us I, overtrained. I don't think I overtrained in in running either. I think so. I, yeah, as I said, I think my plans are Copenhagen to get a marathon in before baby two arrives. Um, actually, for listeners out there, one of my goals this year is to actually come up with a name that I like for a baby boy. So maybe the listeners can suggest some some names. Um, yeah, send those in. Josh. Uh, Josh, you're not allowed to. He... Elijah. Well, Jenny's friend's child, I asked her the other week, and she said Leroy. After after her dad? Or his <laughs> exactly. dad? You know it. Unprompted. Anyway. Um, yeah, so Copenhagen and... See what happens after baby two is here, but I would like to do. I need to get ten k, five k, ten k fit again at some point. Shane, other than Copenhagen, what you got planned? Well, yeah, I think my if the year goes to like goes to plan or to perfection, I'll do Copenhagen, and actually, we've got no intention of doing like an autumn marathon. So I kind of like to do Copenhagen, see how well I can recover off the back of that, and then just just maybe do some track seat, some track races, end of um, sort of end of track season, then yeah, actually see if I can get in some decent shape for uh, some of the better sort of ten k races and five k races in um, autumn and winter. I think like, I mean, I said I think I said this last year. I want to be able to be shit in a race. And I don't think, well, I think I was at some point, but like I've just spent 2023 like in decline fitness wise, just because of, yeah, life getting in the way and me not probably balancing it well. So that's the main priority. If if that's not going to be real, realistic, then um, I'll probably retri- retire from trying as in, okay, maybe I'll let go trying to get PBs and just do races that I might enjoy. Um one of the options if I don't do Copenhagen is on the same weekend, there's a, a mountain running festival in Innsbruck and it just looks pretty cool. So I might just enter one of the shorter races and do that if I'm like not feeling ready to nail a marathon, but I still want a, a reason to basically train for endurance because I believe training for that sort of stuff still give you enough base. Um, to and then maybe I might do an auto marathon, but master plan Copenhagen, see what the marathon's about, make a decision if I want to be a marathon runner, and if not, yeah, back onto some ten k stuff and five k's and just be old. Well, if the race in Switzerland is on Saturday, you just do both. <laughs> Denmark's not that far. Um, Josh, other than Seville, got any other plans? Yeah. So assuming I do Seville, I. Actually, kind of similar to what you guys said, I want to um, try and get my 5 and 10k PBs down this year. 
because uh, I think they're certainly my 5k is very soft. Um, I think I was in better shape to run my 10k PB last year. I just think I got unlucky at Valencia. Um, and I would I would really like to break my half PB again because it's been a been a while that one. And I think again I've probably in better shape than when I ran it. Um, realistically, I think if I get to the start line of a marathon and I'm I've had a, a build up that's normal or I think is sort of what I would expect and I'm healthy I think that PB will hopefully take care of itself um I think that should be the softest one but yeah the 5k is pretty soft as well so I'm kind of thinking do some sort of road for 10ks on the road after Seville maybe a half if I can get one in before summer um I might even go on the track for 5 10k uh but we'll see and then I'm thinking Valencia to give myself sort of give me some, give myself a true sort of build up for that track season if I do that and then um give myself yeah time for a build up for another marathon at the end of the year. Yeah. Um I think you missed a big race in there. You Which? about um Paris in August. <laughs> yeah, because I haven't run the 5k standard yet. Yeah. You I actually your your five K is by far the softest, even compared to your marathon. Your marathon's not horrendous, like well, Okay, do you want do you want to know something funny? Yeah. If you go on Strava and look at your best efforts, mm. do you want to know where my best effort for my five K is? In a marathon. Not a marathon, but you're not far off. Do you, do you want to have a guess, Shane? The the hundred meters downhill at Great North. In, it's in the great in... it's in the Great North. Ah. Oh. I was going to say within a marathon session. No, yeah, it's. I mean, that's it's that's shocking, isn't it? Downhill or not, it's because it's the stretch. I think it's six to nine miles, and I ran like fourteen forty-one. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the fact that it's six to nine miles in a in a half marathon also does show how soft that one is to you. Um, okay, I think that's most most of the goals discussed uh there was one more this one was about trends uh ben tomo what do we think are going to be the big running trends for 2024 training methods kit like we've had, I'll go, I'll we've go had double threshold day we've had all that stuff what's going to be next we're an alpha fly three to run four hours marathons if you can't tell i'm a little bit salty because i actually didn't get any yeah we'll come to alpha fly three in a minute I, I think there'll be more wearable stuff again. I was seeing the glucose monitoring. I think yeah, that, that's going to come in. There's there's already, I think there's already watches that will do, I don't think they're very good yet, but they'll do lactate as well. Yeah. That's going to come in, I think. I'd like to see accurate heart rate data from the wrist or somewhere that's not a chest strap. That, I don't think that'll ever come now. Why not? Because it's, like an echo so your heart rate straps they get your heart beats mm. but by time like your pulses down in your wrist like it's still an echo isn't it and yeah. then there's going to be too much movement and shit can we not just get like a i don't know what's a, what's a glucose bonus it's got a little, little needle in it let's just do that stick that in your heart yeah but i think they're, they're still going down the route of these serious, thing is oh yeah all right <laughs> 
I feel like a mug now. I'm going home. Well, I don't want a chest strap. I'm afraid of chest straps. Anyway. You love a strap on. Yeah, I know. Right. Let's go to some news then. Alpha Fly 3, that came out and sold out in two minutes, I'm glad to believe. Josh was very disappointed. I'd say sooner. In my size, they were gone definitely sooner than two minutes. Well, Basically, uh, I got mugged over because I was on the, the website because I thought, right, I'm really prepared. I'm going to go on my laptop. And they never even went live on my laptop. They were gone. So... I panicked and went panicked and went on my on the app. Um yeah, within a minute they were definitely gone. So yeah, I was livid. And I I did a little um test to see if Josh would buy of me buying two pairs, but he knows me too well that I'd yeah. faked it all. So that didn't really work. I tried I tried holding out for about a day to try and get him to buy it, and he still didn't. So to go. be fair, the Photoshop was pretty good. There was a lot of work done on it, but I also <laughs> knew that you couldn't buy two pairs. So no matter what you said, I knew it was bullshit. Yeah, um, I I hear they're back on April the fourth. Uh, I heard it was March, but yeah. Well, uh, this is from from Let's Run, so maybe that's US. Anyway. I have to wait to April to see those. I've heard good things about them, though. They seem to be getting good reviews. Mm. Unlucky, Josh. <laughs> you stick to you your mate. I'm, I'm even tempted to try the New Balance ones come out at the beginning of February. Because I am... Um, I don't know if I like the new Vaporflies. I land really funny in them. I've, if you look at a photo for me at London Marathon, my foot angle is very, very strange in them. Yeah, but your foot angles could be strange in any shoe. Yeah, I know, but like for for me, they they just look odd. So I might either go back to the twos, or um, I'm going to send you to a picture. You can look at it, but either the twos or I mean, I I actually might run that if I can get a pair of Alfly ones, I'd probably buy them. But I think they're out of stock now, aren't they? Uh, I've got stock. Come to me in eight and a half. This boy's got stock of eight and a half. Oh, I might have to borrow some. I've got um, two brand new pairs, unboxed. Yeah, I mocked you at the time. I think, but actually, you blocked me. I'm like, I'm, I'm mocked you. Oh, obviously blocked me. I was like, uh, oh, I've probably done that at some point as well. I mean, your other option is going onto the dark web, sorting out the latest in. Um, I'm not going to name countries. The latest. EPO type thing and just wearing your rebels and I'm sure you'll produce the result you need to produce talking yeah. about that, Valencia 10k so Kenya's Agnes Nagetic she obliterated the women's world 10k record running 28.46 this weekend in a pair of Adidas Takumi Zens which Shane can elaborate on in a sec she becomes the first woman to break 29 minutes for the distance on road or track. And she improved that world record by 28 seconds. I'll just mention second place was Immaculate, good name, and Yango. She did 29 minutes to finish uh, runner-up in 28.57. Now, I had heard of Negetic. I'm sure I've mentioned her name a few times. Never heard of the second girl. Um... 
thoughts on some sub twenty nine performances? It's, just, it's, just to put this, just to put this into context, not only did they break twenty nine minutes, their halfway split was what I think it was fourteen twelve. Yes, 14, which is also a five k world record, I believe. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, it's bullshit. It's I, not. I, 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 I'll say the thing I'm saying to the lads on the run, like the. <clears throat> What these East Af Africans are doing in in women's particularly at the moment, it's it's no different to like what the East Germans were like, what the Russians got done for. It's it's far far too outstanding. It's you you can't have that many outliers, and it's just too rapid. And you can't put that all down to the shoes. It's far 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 too well, ridiculous, especially when the shoe she was wearing. It's not carbon plated, or is it carbon? Plated? Yeah, yeah no, it, it is. It carbon is plated. carbon plated, as Kumi said. It's just not as, it's not, um, it's not got the stack height of the Adios Pro. So it's the same, the same ones that Emil ran London in around two or eight. Oh, okay, he wore those for. Yeah, it's still, it's still a good shoe, but it's not as popular as it's, it's not like their equivalent. It's more, it's more of a five ten k shoe. I yeah, would say. yeah. Well, well. Right, it is, but I mean, my old 10k, my 10k PB, and my I think my road 5k PB is set in a pair of old Kumi Sens that had like what six or eight mil depth. So, you still, whilst this is still one of the lower profile shoes, it's still like way more responsive, cushioned, and oh, a lot of depth yeah. than old school flat, anyway. Um, but yeah, at least, well, at least it wasn't in those. Ridiculous Adidas shoes, so they couldn't blame it on that. No. So, interestingly, in terms of IWF points, this result ranks or well, gets less points than Asefa's 211.53. Oh, I so, think that's right. I would say that's, I think that's right. No, sure. I mean, 211 is ridiculous. Yeah, but Scott, let's just say Scott Scott overall back in the day running two eleven thirty. He wasn't he wasn't breaking twenty nine on the roads. No, but I wouldn't say Asefa would either. Yeah, but Asefa's got more points for two eleven fifty three. Not the other way around. Yeah. So this this is a worse performance. The twenty eight forty six is worse than two eleven fifty three. So two eleven fifty three, I think, equates to something like a twenty eight thirty five or something. Oh, I I would say it's better than the ten k. Maybe not as much as fifteen seconds better, but I'd rather run two eleven. Well, okay, Josh is the other side of the wall. He's run very similar to both. What what are his PBs? Let's go. Two two eleven twenty eight and. 2842, I think. Okay, fair enough. Made, made they know something. Um, the I suppose the other thing I was looking at was how does it how does it sort of translate to a, a male performance? And it's about 26. This will be good. So okay. it's it's crazy. I mean Let's just go to the men's race. Jacob Kiplimo took the win in 26.48. 
So he's the eighth fastest man in history. Um, so he didn't break the world record that was set in Valencia in 2020 by Ronix Kipruto, who subsequently has been done for drugs. So I think, yeah, it's what, what's what's even trickier for me is seeing the British lads finish alongside Nagetic um, and know the quality of of them. And yeah, it's it's just strange. I think you just can't believe anything. I just can't believe it anymore. It's it's gone completely crazy, hasn't it? I think the last year it's just gone mad. Yeah, and I think if the if if the anti-doping world actually catches up, uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot of these performances that will get struck off. It's just the the size of the of the the way they're dropping things and and just it's, how the, they, it's, it's the manner like you, you had how, a look. Yeah. Would you go through in why would you go through in, in 1413? I'm just so the the girl who came in second who I as I say I've never heard of maybe I should have heard of but I haven't let's be honest. Um, so she's 23. Let's just look at her personal bests. So her personal bests, let's just go through them. And uh, so 1500 meters, Josh. So she ran 2857, 1500 meters, uh, PB set April 2023 at altitude. But what do you think her 1500 meters is off that kind of time? Four, five. 405. Yeah. What you think Josh Griffiths can run 405? Well, he couldn't at the minute. <laughs> anyway, yeah, four or five, but I'd, I'd say that's okay. Four minutes, four minutes, four twenty-four, uh, three thousand meters, nine twenty-nine. Okay, five thousand meters in in May twenty-three, in Spain. Fifteen, forty, fifteen twenty-two point eight. Look, I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying. Wait a sec. Ten thousand meter PB in May twenty three in Portugal. That was the was it the Ethiopian trials? Maybe, but she ran thirty two fifty one. It's good improvement. Well, how she, she went to Worlds in Budapest? I don't know. I just I'm literally going on a um. She let's just look at a ten. Well, a 10K wrote, so yeah, 20, November 23, she ran 30.01 in France. Um, but how but I, know, I, know, I know she went to Worlds at Budapest last year. The girl in second I'm talking about, not Nagetic. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, oh, I, yeah I, I know, I'd heard of Nagetic. And I, I mean, she's still not the top, the very top end. So that's what... I'd say she is now. Yeah, she of course. But that's <laughs> that's what's making it worse. It's like these people out of completely nowhere are running thirty second world records. And... I th I think this is part of the problem though, is we're and this is well, it doesn't necessarily mean uh we're right, but we do come from a background where you get these runners, they they start on the track. They have the five Ks and the ten K performances, and they step up. So we're so used to things being um, 
like like equivalents. We 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 know what equivalents are. So when we when when you see a twenty eight forty six, it's a bit. You think something like that, you're like, well, this person should just be dominating five k's and ten k's every race she does if you can run that fast, because no one can live with it. But like you say, second place, sub twenty nine still. What was the world record before? Was it on the road? Right, second. Yeah. Like it is just. I mean, I know Valencia's absolutely rapid, fastest race in the world. Obviously, they've got uh, the running in the mass race as well, so they're surrounded by a lot of men doing the same sort of things. But um, but it's let's just go like I'm just go back to Engetich. So in June last year, she's running big PBs. Um, so I presume these are Diamond League. This one's in Oslo. Go back to what we used to run for three thousand. You know, I was under around about sort of. 8.15 to 8.20 was kind of expected for, for somebody who's around about 30 minutes or trying to break 30 minutes. She ran 8.32.6 as a big PB. So, and she ran 14.36.7 in France in earlier in June as a big, that's a 40 second PB. So you're talking about people, maybe domestically, who are running 8.32 and 14.36 you would be shocked if they rocked up in Valencia in January and ran 28.46. That's why I'm shocked. It's not just because I think they're all doping. There is valid reasons. It's it's crazy. You just don't see that happen. It just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't happen. And it hasn't happened. So it has happened. Yeah, anyway. Um, British performances in Valencia. I think the best performance of the day was probably Jess Judd. 30-41 for 12th. Um, so that was a 25-second PB. Uh, I suppose interestingly about that was her chip time is 30-38. So that would have been inside the Olympic qualifying time. IAAF only take gun times, so she's outside the qualifying time, which surprised me. Like, unless you have a women's only start but women are going to suffer always aren't they off in those circumstances yeah i don't you I think don't... but I, I think i i mean we were talking about us in the car yesterday i think it will always be gun time yeah i i i get the reasons for that but i think when you now we have the, these races like valencia where there's thousands on the start line who are capable of breaking 30, 40, whatever the QT is, it it makes it difficult uh, to to go off gun time. I think there should be. Yeah. Some... I, I think I think the thing is, she it, it shows that she can obviously run the time. So it'd have it been does. nice, obviously, for her to tick it off. But it does. But it's a perfect scenario, isn't it? It's very difficult to go replicate that on a in a yeah. race where you don't have the depth. Um. I think there should be some sort of leeway. If they don't have the quota full up, then surely she has. You must be able to appeal that. Yeah, I'd, yeah I think they'll, they'll, they'll probably just take her. Yeah. Unless there's too many girls faster than her. But... Um, behind her was Megan Keith in 31.22, and a big PB. Uh, Abby Donnelly in 31.59. Then on the men's side, Plenty of personal bests here too. Zach Mohammed was fastest in twenty eight 
10. And Paulos Sorafel, 28-26, was next, next best. Jack Gray, 28-36. And Jacob Allen, 28-44. Also PBs. So, fast day in Valencia. Interestingly, I heard conditions weren't ideal. Did you hear this? I didn't hear that. I've heard from a couple of people it was windy. Was it the winner by any chance? The women's race? Um, yeah, maybe she... Yeah. I mean, the fact that she's run that fast can't be that bad, surely. So maybe there's more to come from her. Sub-28. Um, Houston, half and full marathon run this weekend. Josh was... Uh, when did you do it? Got last year, two, two years, years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Two years ago. So in the half on the men's side, Norman Shreve uh, ran a new PB of 64.18 to take nearly 15 seconds off his PB. And in the women's, Callie Fackery ran 68.20. Um, so she had 36 second PB for her. Again, I hear it was potentially windy there too. It's... I was going to say a shout out as well, just before you just go on that, to Fergal, uh, Curtin from, well, he's Irish, but lives in Cardiff. And he ran, I don't know the exact second, but 61.40 to 50. Yeah, for, it was 40 came, something, wasn't it? Yeah, he beat, beat Galen Rupp and came 10th, which is a nice little scalp. Um, and then in the full marathon, Philly Bowden ran a two-second PB of 229.14. The Aussie record nearly went to Pat Tin and he ran 207.45. So I think he was, what, 14 seconds off the Aussie record and looked like he had the potential to break it at 40k. So maybe suffered a little bit, but that's a qualif- I think that's a Olympic qualifying time for him. So yes. Yeah, some fast times there. There was a German who ran at 207.30. That I screenshot to you too. He was, he was leading as well. Is the bold guy. Yeah, July when I shaved my head last year, Josh said I looked like him. Um, what did you say look like this year? A <laughs> couple of other rate. I mean, I was going to catch up on Ribble Valley. I think it's just to say that Mark Scott and Emil Keres battled that out for twenty eight forty seven and twenty eight fifty two. Uh, Jess, uh, that was a different year. We need to move on. Well, it's only a few weeks ago. Jess Judd took the win there as well. Um, and I was going to go to Dubai, but I think I've covered it by talking about um, the issues I have with Valencia at the weekend, so it's not really much point. Um, right, boys, what's our plans for this year of the podcast? But, well, I, I, do, I, I do think that one mention should be the fact of how old the uh, the guy who won the men's race was. In Dubai. Dubai, 19. Yeah. yeah. Again, I struggle. <laughs> we know you do, mate. Yeah, but I... I mean, a bit like Luke Littler, the 16-year-old dart sensation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I struggle with some of these dates of birth. But fair play, Luke... He's 16, so um, his mum even got his birth certificate out to prove it. Um, and people who aren't 
into darts, but I have no idea what I'm talking about, so let's move on. So, yeah, we were going to do an interview a month, I hear, Shane's bright, latest idea. So, yeah, why not? I spoke to Joshua yesterday about a potential guest for for next week, so we will see if we can pull that one off. Um, and, yeah, that's we'll try and get a few more few more interviews on here regularly because they've been slacking off we got any segment ideas to mix it up a bit i'll put you on the spot you've really put me on the spot and i'm the least imaginative person going oh i'll tell you what my instead of segment i'll just try and run more and not get injured okay that's boring shane what would you like to see what i like to see on this show um more of a democracy, less dictatorship from Aaron, I think. <laughs> Listeners can send in some uh, suggestions. New segments for the show, what do we reckon? I don't know, yeah. Listeners, got any ideas? We will put them to the committee, which basically means me and Elias will have a quick chat and see what we think passes. And we'll get them into the show for the next few weeks. We spoke about running targets. I've got one more question for you boys. And this one came in from Phil Martin. While we were off, Phil gave me a list of questions to ask. So I thought I'd better ask one. He said, if you could choose one race to run in 2024, which would it be and why? And it can't be one you've done already. Does it have to be realistic? No. Nope. I really want to do half or a marathon in Jap uh, Japan. I'm not spe sure specifically which one. But why is that not realistic? Can you not get on a plane? Um, I just don't. Well, realistically, this year I'm just not going to end up doing that. Okay. But in at some point, I want to do a half or a marathon. Sorry, yeah, a half a marathon in Japan. Mm. It's a good one, Shane. Yeah, um, I would like to do the um Monaco Grand Prix Formula One because running. I think you said yours earlier, you're going to do some mountain racing. That's realistic, though. Well, this is meant to be realistic. All oh, right. You said... Jay, Shane, there is a 5K that goes in Monaco, isn't there? I don't know if that goes... That must go on some of the course. What about you, Aaron? I don't know. I, I Josh, Josh has got me with Japan, because I quite like to do that, but I can't say that. I would, do you know what I would like to do? One, I would like to do um, one of the the bigger ultras like comrades oh my god i was just about to say if you say anything like 50k for <laughs> fuck's sake did you watch would... the spine Aaron? sorry did you see any of the spine this weekend no so i don't mean i'm not i don't follow it that much but i would like to do one of those i do want to do i want to do boston marathon all right sorry carry yes. on i've got boston marathon us not uk Oh, okay. I'm just going to extend Phil's question. Um, Aaron, what races that we haven't done before would you like to see me and Josh do and why? What races that you haven't done? Yeah. So I'd like Shane. I'd like to see Shane. Why would I like to see Shane? I'd like to see Shane many places, but I think specifically... I would like to see him in. I don't know why he's not done it. 1500. 
at Peterborough Athletics track. <laughs> now, I'd like to see. I'd like to see you put in a hard fifteen hundred. I think you've got the ability for a good fifteen hundred still, Shane. And where um, would I like to see Josh? Well, um, you said this earlier. Did I? Start line in Paris. I would like to see Josh on start line in Paris. No, I would like to see Josh at... I think we go with me the finish line, not the start yeah, line. Yeah, this is what I'm going for. I'd like to see Josh at 40k in Frankfurt because oh. I was waiting for it to happen. It never did. So oh. I'd quite like to see that happen. Yeah, I've got I've got some yeah, demons to go back there. Yeah. I'm not so bothered about the London because I finished it. But yeah, Frankfurt is a, a sticky one. So yeah. I think that's well. That's everything I've got to go through, boys. Anything else that we've missed, not covered? The only thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to blow my own trumpet, as they say. Well I got the results for my exam, oh. and I am I've passed. So down to four to go, and I'm officially part qualified. Nice. There you go. I used to doing the same job, but another ten grand a year. Yeah, boy. No, I don't even think I get a pay rise oh. for this. <laughs> you move, leave but, job. <laughs> yeah, four to go, so hopefully bash them out and uh, that'd be very nice. Nice. And actually, on that note, subject to me actually passing these final courseworks, I've finished the postgrad diploma part of my degree. It, what What is your degree? Yeah, I was going to ask the same thing. When I finish, I will have a master's in business administration. Lovely. So you can file. <laughs> something like that right boys um, are you up to anything specifically this week coming Josh Other uh, yeah I'm going to decide if I'm doing a marathon in five weeks um, I'm also going to I'm studying for my next exam I'm going to try and do two you might have bitten off more than I can chew but we'll see um, that's it really hopefully doing some more Recovery runs with Dowie. Shane. To get myself fit. What are you up to this week? Um, just back into the swing of things with work. And actually on Saturday, um, it's the Lincoln Wellington Club Awards evening. And um, myself and fellow club stalwart Matthew Bowser are doing the emceeing and the calling out. So lucky us, we get to put off the next generation of young athletics. So they're going to quit. Who has let you do this? We weren't the first choice. <laughs> that would absolutely... Ah, oh, I feel for them. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, you can't come, it's sold out. No more tickets left, mate. I mean... Knowing that you two were key in my stag do's preparations, I can't imagine how much preparation is going to go into this. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. Be all right. Add a little bit. Yeah, be okay. Right, boys, we'll speak again this time next week. Um, and yeah, have a good one. Ciao. Enjoy. Ciao. Yeah.
I'm an outlaw.